Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 10 years now, we've been asking the franchisees one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Gigi Butler, the founder of Gigi's Cupcakes. And people across the country know Gigi from her appearance on The Undercover Boss on CBS, and her journey is the American dream come true. Soon after opening, Gigi's Cupcakes became a national delicacy dessert of choice, and is now nine years later, they've expanded to more than 100 locations across 24 states, making Gigi's the largest cupcake franchise in the country. And we're going to talk to Gigi about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. 
the team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems, which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 10 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Gigi Butler, the founder of Gigi's Cupcakes. And people across the country know Gigi from her appearance on The Undercover Boss on CBS, and her journey is the American dream come true. Hi, Gigi. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi there. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, Gigi. It's great to have you on this show. Well, we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning? I'm calling from my home in Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> uh, Tennessee is beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful it state. It is beautiful. It's a great That's, town. And Nashville sure is an awesome is. town. Nashville is incredible. I've been there once, you know, and it really is. It's, it's an electric place, isn't it? It is. It's really booming, too. I think it's the second largest, fastest growing town in the country right now it's just really hot there's music and food and and lots of beautiful places and so it's a great place to live i'm blessed to be here it's interesting because that's i mean it's really part of your your history Gigi. you know we we do we're like going on our 550th interview and i have to say i think your story is one of the most interesting that we've had you know in 10 years i've been you know i've been very familiar with you you and your brand for quite a long time now so it really is a a privilege to have you on the show i think your story really goes back to when you were seven years old doesn't it i mean and it's kind of led up to where you are today could could you kind of like (laughs) tell our guests like a little bit about how that happens and what happened at seven well at seven i knew i was going to be a country music singer songwriter and over dinner one night i announced to my family um i'm moving to nashville and i'm going to be a singer songwriter and my mom and dad are like (laughs) Okay, right. that's a little ambitious. And that's I'm like, well, great. I'm living my dream. I'm just going right. to do it. And they're 
But I saw my dad. He was an, an amazing entrepreneur. He, yeah. We had a potbelly farm. We had a hair salon. We had five restaurants. He was a fireman, L.A. County fireman. I mean, so he wasn't afraid to fail. So I right. saw that at seven, and then at 15, I, I was like, well, I don't, no thank you, McDonald's, no thank you, Gap. I'm going to start right. my own business because, of That's course, great. you know what you're doing at 15. Right. So I started a cleaning business. So you, you, you tell this great story, you know, that, you know, you knew at such a young age, you know, that you wanted to be, you know, a, a, a country singer, you know, and then you, you, you started your own business at such a young age, you know, I think it was 15 years old. And, you know, as I was reading your story, Gigi, and, and I think, you know, this is, I don't know if you ever have intentions of writing a book one day or making this into my a movie, comes, but I think. My book comes out in the spring, actually. Does it really? Okay, well, I'm going to yes, be one of the first to read it then. I, I, I think it's a story that everyone should read, you know, and, but you know what, when I was reading about your background, I mean, you, you, you so you started off, you know, you, you have this business and then you move to Nashville and right. you, you start your dream, you know, you, you become a, a country singer, you know, you're singing in all these different places. Um, maybe, maybe continue from there as far as what happened from that point. Cause it sounded like you were doing a lot of things. You still had your, cleaning business, and then you were singing at night. Um, so you were very busy, right. of course. Um, and, and then what right. happened during that time? Well, I, I was cleaning during the day and then singing all, all over the country after yeah, from then parts of the world, uh, doing music demos and writer's nights. And mm-hmm. it just got to a point, you know, I, I didn't go to an Ivy League university, but I okay. will tell you, when you're standing up there on a in, on a stage in a bar, mm-hmm. and you're the only sober person in the room, including your musicians behind you, <laughs> you learn you learn a lot about timing, and you learn a lot about yeah. how to negotiate with people and how to read people well. And right. negotiating with bar owners and musicians and and having to do business with them, it really honed my skills as a business person. I mean, it, it really did. And then there, I was there you know, negotiating and doing bids for my cleaning and, you know, uh, figuring out. I was in very high-profile executive homes, too, uh, doctors, lawyers, lots of high-profile people that I was cleaning for, Taylor Swift and Leanne Ryan. So I was learning lots of different business techniques on how people can succeed, even though I was cleaning their toilet at the time. You know, they were there, and I became friends with them, and, you know, I just I think the success of how these people were doing things. Um, I would be dusting this guy's table, and he would say, "Gigi, come here. Let me show you. The stock today is da 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 da. This is why <laughs> right. I'm doing this, and this is why I'm going to sell these shares." I'm like, "Really? How interesting." Okay, so why are you selling? So even though I wasn't in a classroom, I was right. learning so much about business and people and life, and sometimes. That's the priceless part. I mean, that's right. where you can't get that. You can't buy that education. No. You, know? you were yeah. like a sponge so almost. You knew, you knew I, that you, this, this information was going to lead to something. Right. I was. It, I was. And I, what I learned that being in famous people's homes, uh, musicians, Leroy Parnell, whatever, um, mm-hmm. they ha- you have to have a certain shtick. Like that's what right. they call it in the music industry. You have right. to have something different about you. So – I took that, and when I came into the franchise world and the cupcake world, I was like, you know what? I may not have made it in the music industry, but by 
gosh, I'm going to create these cupcakes, and they are going to have their own personalities. They're going to be works of art. I'm going to be branded well because I knew about branding because I saw so much branding in the music industry and with successful people. So I'm like, I'm going to be branded well. That's the first thing you've got to do. So that I brought that into the cupcake world. Um, and I retired from music about 30, 31, because I knew mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm seeing Taylor Swift at 15, you know, breaking <laughs> right. the chance. And I knew where she was going and where I was not. And it just was right. a very harsh reality. And then I expanded my cleaning business, and I really got into um, working with more companies and commercial. And and then my brother went to New York City and stood in line at a cupcake shop. And he called me. He's like, you know, your cupcakes are better than these. You should right. you should bake. And I, you know, he reminded me of another love, something that came natural naturally to me, like me right. baking. I'm like, wait a minute, baking. And I was in a bathroom cleaning a, a, a client's house at the time in their bathroom with my pink cleaning gloves on. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, why not? Why right. not me? So I, four banks laughed in my face, even though I was a small business owner. I had great, you know, a little bit of savings, great credit. They all laughed. They're like, cupcakes? Are you, are you out of your mind? Right, right, because I mean, it was still yeah, new. It's going to work. But um, my long line of my lineage, my great-great-grandmother had her first bakery in Oklahoma in the turn of the century. So wow. it, all these recipes come from 100-year-old recipes that I just made it into a cupcake form. So my great-aunts bake, my grandmother bakes, my mom bakes, my, you know, everyone bakes in my family. And so it just came naturally. So um, I took out $100,000 cash advances on my credit cards. And wow. I went for it. Yep. And I wow. opened my first store, downtown Broadway, with $33 left to my name. And I, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm, go ahead. It goes, no, it goes, back to, it goes back to your dad, too, Gigi. You know, it, 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 again, you, you see I've researched, you know, your, your story because it's just such an amazing story. is about not being afraid of that failure. I think, I think you went into this knowing that, you weren't going to fail. That, that's what I, I, I get from this story. You know, is I, I think you, you can see the influence that your father, of course, had on you. But was that part of it? It was part of it. I mean, everyone's afraid of failure. But right. it's what you do with that fear that's going to define you, basically, and define your future. And I, I was raised where, you know what, okay, well, I'm going to fail anyways. You know, my, yeah, I had $33 when I opened my door. I thought I'll be in debt for $100,000 for the rest of my life, but I'm going to go for it. I'm I'm right. just going to do it. There wasn't another option. So yeah, and failure for me, wasn't life an option. Been, yeah. No, it's it's not. And even if I fail, I fall forward and I just figure something else out. And I think that's the true mark of an entrepreneur. You just continue to fall forward and make your way and find a different path to be creative. So, it was interesting uh, too how you you recreated yourself, Gigi. Too though, you know, like you rebranded yourself or you recreated yourself into this, you know, this person that you are today. You know, if you look at the history now of your life, you know, you see how everything kind of falls in place. At the time, you didn't know, you know, of course, you know, right. but it was leading to, to 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 something else, you know. And it, it what makes the product different from everything else out there on the market, Gigi? Well. Gigi's brings joy. I mean, we're in a mm-hmm. celebration business. So, yeah. and it's baked with love. It's truly baked with love. I don't mean that in a trite way. I mm-hmm. have so much passion for this product 
that it's it it just bleeds passion. I'm bleeding pink all the time because it's <laughs> it's my right. pink brand and and it just it's a hundred year old recipes brought into this you know American dream story of gosh darn it I'm gonna do it. Here's thirty three dollars left in my name, but here are my cupcakes and they're fantastic. So it's all about passion. Yeah. It's all about that they're baked with love, that they're original. We have a hunk of chunk of banana love and a scarlet red velvet. And, right. you know, we have all these names that are really their own kind of personalities, too. So when people come in, they're like, oh, I'll have that wedding cake and the cream brulee and the scarlet red velvet. And so they're beautiful, too. They look beautiful. And people eat with their eyes. They want right. to see something beautiful before they consume it. So they, they're they also beautiful. And, and you have those other unique features as well, too, Gigi. Of course, you know, the swirl, which I wanted to talk about. And your packaging is different, too, isn't it? Maybe you talk a little bit about the packaging. Well, the packaging was the key, I think. I think yeah. of my three favorite well-branded brands that I've always looked up to, and that's Victoria's Secret, Tiffany's, mm-hmm. and Martha Stewart. We may not right. sell the same thing. But when you see that robin egg blue box walking down the mm-hmm. street, you subconsciously know something's in there that you want. I know females do. <laughs> sure, and, of course. You know, you know, and you want that. So when I created my box, I wanted it to be a beautiful gift box because somebody walking down the street would be, oh, I want that. Nice. Oh, it's a beautiful gift inside. So that's why my packaging was so important, to be branded well, to have that look of something very different. And I actually drew that on a bar napkin in a, in a restaurant. I'm like, oh, no, this is what I've got. And I took it to a designer and said, this is what I want. This is what we need to have. So um, wow. it's very important in the franchise world to be branded well. If I could say anything, it would be that. You have, your website has to stand out, your packaging, what you stand for. You have to have your own shtick. Right, exactly. It has to be. It will. It will not. It will not succeed unless you have those things. That napkin's gonna be worth a lot of money one day, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> if you still have it. It's you know, I still, <laughs> I still have the napkin. I think I'm gonna frame really? it for the little shadow box. You should do that. I, that that's that's really fantastic. I um I'm such a big fan of of Undercover Boss, Gigi. I've been watching it, you know, since the show started, you know. And of course, I saw you, and you did such a great job, by the way. I was wondering, you know, did, did your standing up on stage or all of that experience that you had did that make you comfortable with the experience of doing Undercover Boss? Well, it probably made me. It probably helped, but yeah. you know, they make it. I was ne- I was not prepared. I had no idea what was going to happen, and I was right. scared to death. I've never acted, and they sure. literally take you on a bus, don't tell you where you're going. You know, you end up in the first place I winded up in is Atlanta, and they dressed me up and said, "Go for it. You don't know this person, but get in there." And I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, they're going to know me. They're going to know me." But you know what? Right. They didn't know me. They didn't know you. <laughs> Which was great. They did. They would not have said the things they said if they knew me. Trust me, <laughs> that would have fantastic. never come out of their mouth. But um, they, it was. Yeah, I think it did help me. I think it. It was. You know, the hardest, three hardest things I've ever done is birth a child, birth a company, and be on Undercover Boss. Wow. But <laughs> the most three rewarding things of my life are those three things. Same three. But sometimes the hardest, th- hardest things we do wow. are the most rewarding. So. That's a life lesson there too, isn't it, Gigi? Just I'm writing down, you know, as you're talking, just taking notes, you know, and it's just it, it's it, that's a, certainly a, a big life lesson. We have this uh, 
break quotes and uh, franchising podcast. I'm going to have to put that one in there because I, I think it really is, um, you know, it, it, it's really very clever. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes, of course, is the, the, the swirl as you're watching, you know, just watching your face as the one gentleman is trying to explain to you how to do the swirl. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. just such a great thing. I'm sure you get uh, – how, how has it changed? Has it changed you in any way, Gigi, like as far as like recognition goes or, um, you know, things like that? Do people recognize you now uh, by being on, on the show? I think a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had, I had, I was in um, Florida this last week. I was on, in Seaside, and and I had someone come up to me and say, "Are you Chi-Chi? And I said, and I wow. was in, you know, hat and hat sure. and sunglasses and you know, <laughs> and right, right. And, and no makeup. And I'm like, um, yeah. And they're like, oh, we saw your show. It was just on, you know, the own channel last week, and we loved it. And I said, oh, thank you. So. I mean, sometimes uh, in Nashville, I, I think I'm a little bit more, you know, because I'm in the, yeah, a little bit more. But, right. And in places where I have the cupcake shops, I mean, in 24, we have 100 locations. And so Atlanta and Texas and Oklahoma. And yeah, I I think it a little bit. I mean, I'm not sure. like a star, but yeah, there's right, a little bit right, of Right, right, absolutely. It's it's amazing how this industry has changed, Gigi, you know, and how, you know, the cupcake has really evolved, you know, over the course of time. Like, I know, like, even people sometimes, like, at weddings, you know, they'll serve cupcakes and that. It's just, it's such a cool idea. How big is your industry today, or are there numbers on your industry as far as, you know, the growth or how big it is? Well, we, you know, this, the, the baking industry is mm-hmm. a, you know, billion-dollar yeah. industry. And Absolutely. we're in a little niche. It's a, we're in that little niche of, uh, you know, especially dessert market. And right. we're by far the biggest and fastest growing player with nearly 100 locations. But, it, you know, we we have tried to evolve also. You know, usually when we first opened, it's like they come, build it, and they'll come. But right. now, you know, the cupcake craze isn't like it was eight, ten years ago. Sure. But we found a way to be in people's lives. You have to be involved in people's lives. Like, how can we find a way to celebrate with you in your life? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a, a graduation or it's your wedding or right. it's, okay, we'll make a wedding cake, a wedding topper, or, or, or can we do cookies for your school or can we get, go to the Mercedes-Benz place and do the appreciation day and put your your logo on top of our cupcake? So how can we get out into the community and be a part of your celebration? That's where, that's where we've had to evolve and we've had to really figure out, you know, there's not lines coming in the door anymore because of the craze, but people love cake. People love dessert. People like something that's homemade and that's a specialty dessert. And they'd rather come to us than maybe grocery stores or something because it tastes like home. Because guess sure. what? It is home. It's my great great grandmother's recipe. So you better come in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it it tastes like home and it is home. But we've got to find ways to get out into our community, doing school events and things. That's really where it, where it's all about: getting into your community, be and being right. involved. How has technology played a role in the business today, Gigi? I imagine like when you first started, you know, things were very new and, 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 you know, there wasn't a lot of technology involved when you first started this whole thing. But, you know, how is technology used with Gigi's Cupcakes today? Well, you know, we have, we've got a great website and I Mm -hmm. think that is a big deal. It's a big deal. We've got a, 
you know, we've got also our online ordering that you can go online, you right. can order. And social media is huge for us. It yeah. has built my brand. I mean, we've That's we've amazing. had our Facebook and our Instagram. I mean, that is really where our fans are. So you have to really get if you if you're going to be a franchisee for Gigi's, you need to really be savvy with technology as far as mm-hmm. okay, let's boost our online ordering, and like Uber Eat is huge for me, or Grubhub, or things like that. That is right. a huge part of our business too. So I think it's it's getting involved with the delivery, it's getting involved with our online ordering. It's getting involved with social media, which is a huge part of it. So that's terrific. You were talking about uh, franchisees, Gigi. Um, what what sorts of characteristics? You mentioned some of them, but you know, what, what characteristics do you look for before you bring a franchisee on? Is there anything that stands out that that really you know is important to you? The number one thing is passion. Passion. You can have all the money in the world. You can have all the business savvy in the world, but if you don't have passion for this product. Yeah. And you you don't want to create a joyful working environment, and you don't know how to manage people. You're mm-hmm. probably not, because right. passion is so important. The owners in our system, the most successful owners in our system, are people with passion, people that That's have incredible. their hands in it, that are in there, that love it just as much as I do, and want to get out into the community. And you know, when you're an owner, you can't just do payroll and come in there once a week. I mean, you. Right. When I go into my my own store, at the, my original store at the Broadway store, I put my apron on. I'm down. I'm there frosting. I'm helping customers. I'm cleaning the baseboards. Whatever it takes. That is the owner that we need. We need someone that can go in and do whatever it takes to be to be successful. And all of that comes from passion, like you were saying throughout this whole interview. You know, you've used the word several times. You know, and, and, and you know that just it does. It makes so much sense, Gigi. What, what's the training like, Gigi? Once you decide, you know, that you like them, they like you, and, and you will bring them aboard as a franchisee. Um, I mean, do they typically come to Tennessee? Is that how it works? Well, they usually come. They usually come when they first sign up the franchise agreement. Mm-hmm. They do an initial onboarding for about three days, and they come to the Fort Worth offices and then we talk about the operations and we have an overview in a classroom sitting and then franchisees will come in and spend an initial two days doing in-store training with the store whether in nashville or in in uh, the dallas area and they'll see how the managers work but the real training comes about a month before you open your store Mm -hmm. and then you come in you bring your three key people along with yourself and you learn for two weeks, you know, up every every morning at six, baking, the schedule, the ordering, everything, the swirling. And so we have a swirl training class and everything. So it's a very extensive, exhausting two I weeks. I imagine. But by that time, you know, you're about ready. And then when your store opens, uh, two people come, two of our support people come, and we open you. And we stay as long as we need to. It's usually 10 days to two weeks that we'll stay. We'll make sure the manager is doing the right thing. We make sure right. the ordering, make sure everything is smooth. And then we come and check back. And then I come back. I come for a grand opening, like either a month to six weeks after you've opened. Mm-hmm. And we do a huge, big grand opening. And then you're on your way. And we come and support you. They probably come in once every three months. 
to make sure everything's okay and you're doing well and you're being checked on. And if you have help, if you need help before then, of course, we're there to support. That's terrific. What advice, Gigi, would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? You know, most of our listeners, you know, they have it in their mind that, you know, they want to get into franchising. But as you know, I mean, there's there's so much out there today. So I think it becomes a little bit overwhelming for someone who wants to get into franchising. So from everything you've learned right. up to this point, what would you say to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? I think do your homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, really really search for what you're passionate about. If it's, you know, a burrito place or if it's a chicken place or if it's a bakery place, you really need to be passionate. So do your homework, figure out what would be good for you, and you've got to get to know the franchisor and the corporate team before you make a decision because, you know, you're basically married to them, to us, for five to ten years, depending on the lifespan of the business. So we've got some of the most experienced and talented people in the industry and we pride ourselves on support and we provide our franchisees support from operations, marketing, technology. That being said, make sure you're passionate about it. If you don't know and you're like, well, I might do a good, I might do well on this. Don't do it. Right. But if it's something you love and you really think, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a part of Gigi's team. I really want to bleed pink. <laughs> And sure, I want course. to I want to spread love and be joyful in, in a working environment and get out in my community. Then we're the right franchise for you because that's what that's what we aim. That's that's our goal. That's terrific. Are the majority of your franchisees, Gigi, is it like a nice mix of female male franchisees? You know, and what were some of them doing like in their previous backgrounds before they became franchisees? Well, it's a mix. It's interesting. We've mm-hmm. had we have doctors, we have lawyers, we had a, a brain surgeon that wow. was a franchisee, lots of business people, uh, just mainly business people. Some people right. that went to culinary school and said, "Okay, this is for me. I'm going to do this." Right. And uh, lots of doctors. We have nurses. Uh, it's just it's real, real interesting mix. You know, real collective mix of people, yeah. and it that's what makes a great franchise business a whole bunch of different people that have different experiences so that we can all be stronger together i think that's i think that's well said so the company today Gigi, i mean you're over 100 locations um, you mentioned you're right. you're in 24 states where do you see Gigi's cupcakes i mean if you could look into a crystal ball maybe three to five years down the road where do you see the organization i think our future is really bright mm-hmm. and um, we're we're only at a hundred and something stores but we can get, I think in the next five years, we'd like to get over to 300 locations. Right now we're focused on southeast, midwest, and eventually mm-hmm. move to north and further west. But, you know, we could get to 300 locations easy without being heavily saturated within five years. Yeah, it's a great brand. It's it's part of an American dream. So it's yeah, it's national, and I guess it could be even international at some point too, as well, Gigi. You know, I don't know if you, you know you you get requests, oh, yeah. you know, to bring it international. But it could be why not, right? I mean, it, it's really an international concept, cupcakes. When you think about it, isn't it? It it is, especially when Undercover Boss played in Australia about a year ago, and yeah. then I got probably hundreds of people wanting one over there and then it plays in london or england or you know uh, ireland and and it just people yeah i think it's i'd love to see a Gigi's in paris i think it'd be fabulous i'll give you a chance to go over there a lot too right it's uh that would be nice (laughs) 
your favorite country, you know, which is, is, is terrific. What's the best way, Gigi, for our listeners to get more information on Gigi's Cupcakes? Of course, as a franchise opportunity and even the product um, itself. Are there any uh, websites that you'd like them to go to or any numbers that they can call? You could go to gigiscupcakesusa.com. And it, um, it takes you right to where you need to questionnaire, or you could call, and the phone number is on there. And just fill out an application, and we'll get right back to you. That's fantastic. Well, it's been an honor to, again, speak to you today, Gigi. I was really excited to, to have the chance to talk to you. I feel like I know you, you know, in studying your background, you know, so when I had the <laughs> chance to interview you, I was very excited, and, and I'd really like to invite you back, you know, next year as, as you continue to grow, because I think you have a wonderful franchise opportunity. I would love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, This has been my pleasure, Gigi. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers Low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews now over eight years and over 400 shows and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Chris Simic, who is the founder of FranchiseTeacher.com and Chris has over 30 years of business and franchise experience as an independent business owner, a franchisee and a franchisor. And Chris said something very profound that we haven't heard on our show in over eight years. He mentioned that you have to almost work harder to fail at franchising than to succeed in franchising. And he explains why. Most people, about 90% I think I've seen, 
buy a business other than they first looked at. Wow, that's amazing. So that's we interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's a big number too, isn't it, Chris? You know, that you know, most people, they go in with these certain expectations and they come out with, with, with something different, you know, and, and I find that fascinating. I absolutely, it, it never ceases to astound me, but I think that speaks to the, to the uh, value of franchising as a, as a business model and a business method because right. people don't have to uh, be in something just because they know it. And quite candidly, sometimes getting involved in a business that you would rather do that you were not involved in allows you the, the luxury of taking uh, a new career path and to develop something you never would have had the opportunity to had it not been you know, systematized and prioritized for you. You know, in franchising it's said that you have to really almost work harder to fail than to succeed because if you have a good franchise system, right. if you follow directions, you have to almost purposely not follow them to not do well. That's true. That's fantastic. We have this this great quote in franchising. I, I think we're going to put that one in there, Chris. I, I think that's very original and, and it's it's very true. What advice would you give to our listeners? You know, we find that most of them they're just beginning their search to buy a franchise, Chris. And we find that you know most of them just simply they, they don't even know where to begin. Like you were saying, what advice would you give to them? I, I do, um, when I speak to people looking at franchises, I, I give them three different pieces of advice. One, make sure you're looking for business for the right reason. Now, a lot of people have things happen in their life. They lose a job or something happens, and they react and, and maybe say, well, okay, maybe I'll go buy a business. That may not be the, the reason to do it versus having the luxury of selectivity that here's my opportunity that was yeah. created by some adversity. Second thing is that they have to make sure that they are – able to be franchisees, uh, that not everybody is designed to be able to, to follow the systems procedures and, 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 the, and the processes it takes to be a successful franchise owner. And then I tell them quite candidly is pick a couple of the industries and the price ranges uh, that, that may have interest to you and then kind of pin down from there, either using the resources of a, uh, a consultant or a, bro- or a broker or, or a team member or, or on their own, either way. But I think that if they, if they take their time, follow the steps, and do it for the right reasons, uh, they'll be on a much smoother pathway uh, to, to success in, in, in owning their own business. That's well said. What's what's in the future then for a franchise teacher, Chris? I mean, where do you see the company three to five years down the road? Well, Marty, we've been uh, extremely fortunate and blessed that the the business has has has, has been around you know through Century Franchise Group for many years. And our new franchise teacher dot uh, com has, has taken off. We're representing right now uh, you know seven uh, plus brands. I think in five years our, our focus will really be even more fine-tuned. As the, as the consumer or the prospective uh, business owner is looking for more and more specific information, breaking down to teach, coach, consult, and advise, I think will be, um, will be a way for us to assist people in what they need. You know, People, again, don't know what they don't know, but right. I think the information overload uh, sometimes discourages people too early. They say, I, this is too much for me to process. Mm. But we can break it That's down true. into bite-sized pieces. I think more and more people, especially the younger generation, who are looking for the advice and the information they want when they want it, I think is you know going to do nothing more than uh, continue. Then our next business venture, which launches at the end of this year, uh, will, is looking to capture all the different franchise brands around the world and put them into one place. So it's, it's, we're, we're, we're looking forward to 
uh, a future in franchising is going nowhere but growing. You know, as you right on a long time too, the number of franchise opportunities and the world's getting to be a smaller place. I think you're going to find a yeah. lot of opportunities coming in and going out of of different marketplaces and different countries uh, accessible to more people. That's fantastic. What's the best way, Chris, for our listeners to get <clears throat> more information on FranchiseTeacher.com? Obviously, FranchiseTeacher.com, but any numbers you'd like them to call or email addresses? Well, actually, I, I, we appreciate uh, you know, www.FranchiseTeacher.com. And okay. my, my business partner, Dave, and I offer them the free one-hour consultation. Fill out the form oh, and great. take advantage of it. That's fantastic. I want to thank you again, Chris, for I, you know, finally coming on the show, you know, it, it's, I've been following your career for a long time now, you know, and I have just been very impressed with with, with everything that you've done, you know. So when I, when I saw this, I, I mentioned to you we don't typically um, call people to come on the show, you know, but but I had to have you specifically on the show. So it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today, Marty Ditto. And again, congratulations on your um, uh, PhD, Doctor. I have read your thesis, and I would recommend it reading if people can get oh, through that's the information. I really appreciate that you read it, too, because that, that, that's an honor coming from you. So that's fantastic. Well, I want to thank you again, Chris. Thank and we'll you. we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. <laughs> 